Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Helen McIntyre. How are you doing? I want to start today by just giving a little shout out to Miranda, to Sue and Kelly uh, and Gecko, people who have been emailing in just to say hi and thanks for the podcast and tell me their take on it and that kind of thing. Really lovely to have all these messages and I do appreciate it. So today I am starting by looking at some listener questions again and Holly has emailed in and let me read you what she's got to say. Hi Hannah. I've been doing your Starting With Spirit course and have undertaken some practice readings. Recently on a reading, I was able to get great evidence of the sitter's granddad. However, I then got the name Claire and a rose tattoo, which happened to be the sitter's neighbour. I began receiving signs which the sitter didn't understand, so I felt these were for her neighbour. The reading became very difficult for me to understand. I almost felt muddled. I believe I may have had two spirits coming through. I tried to get her granddad's messages back but could only see signs which didn't relate to the sitter. 
I stopped the reading as I wasn't sure what to do. Since then, I've lost confidence with my readings as until this point they were very accurate. I have taken some time away from Spirit as I felt the need to declutter my house and meditate daily. I would like to restart with Spirit now as they are showing themselves to me again and I feel the time is right. However, I worry I could get more than one Spirit to come through again. Have you had this before and how did you deal with it? Any advice would be appreciated. So completely understand that situation that you're in there, Holly. Now, first of all, I'm not clear from this email if the sitter's neighbour was in spirit, was sat with you or sat with your sitter or is just a complete random and not there, not present for any part of it. So I'm going to answer as as if it's all of those scenarios. (laughs) Okay, so if the neighbour was in the spirit world and was stepping forward at the same time as the grandfather, sometimes that does happen. And what I do is I'm very clear in my direction to spirit of how I want to receive the information for me. So this is about learning to be in control of your mediumship and believe it or not, even though it was a difficult situation to go through, it's a great learning experience for you. So in my mind, I sort of pull them apart like Velcro, always in my head, and I manually place one spirit to one side and one spirit to the other side, and I normally label them. So when I was doing a reading uh, at a demonstration on Thursday night, this happened. I had two nans coming in. And so what I did was I think I called one teeth nan because she had false teeth and I called one whatever I called the other nan. So I label them sometimes verbally. It usually makes people laugh. You have to be careful not to offend them, though. And I would have, for example, feisty nan one side, uh, sweet and gentle nan the other side or um granddad one side, neighbour the other. So just in your head, you say, granddad, I want you to stand here. Neighbour, I want you to stand here. And then you are directing your energy. So then you merge and blend with granddad and you send it in the direction of him. And that just gives you that clarity that you're working with him. And if sometimes you get someone who's very alpha who really wants to interrupt and really wants to be acknowledged then you stop with granddad and you get them done and dusted and recognized and out of the way and then turn back to granddad he will wait so that's the first thing now sometimes what happens in readings is people want to tell it you tell you that it's a different nan and you just feel like you're working with one and that's something to learn to to manoeuvre your way through too. So for example, you say, I know that this grandmother had um, false teeth and they say, oh, you're talking to my other nan now and you feel into it and you think, no, I'm not. I'm talking to that first nan and you say, well, no, I, I don't feel like I am and they say, you definitely are and it's about learning to stay in your power And the number of times that people told me I was working with a second spirit 
and sitters have said to me, I'm working with a second spirit and I'm not. And I turn to them and I, and they say, no, no, it's my teeth you're feeling. It's my experience. And you say, so did this nan that I've been talking to who liked apple pie and had the brother that went to war and never came back and lived in the countryside, did she not have problems with her teeth? And they say, oh, yes, she did. But I really just associate uh, false teeth more with the other nan because she had a full set and that one only had a plate or something like that. So sometimes it's about being really determined and really strong in your connection and where you believe you're at. The other thing that can happen is if you've got two people joining for a reading, um, for example, if someone brings a friend with them uh, for support or something like that, you can end up getting a spirit through for the friend rather than the person who's booked the reading. And that can be a difficult thing to manoeuvre. And for that reason, I always ask people where possible to attend their online appointments alone, because sometimes just having somebody in the background can be enough to diffuse the energy and make that happen. And if you've got, for example, a friend that's really interested, whose brother died, and he's desperate to come through and desperate to let the family know that he's okay, but it's somebody else that's booked the reading, the spirit world is still going to take that opportunity because of their need. So sometimes that can happen. And now what was the other option that I thought it could be? I've gone into a complete black hole here. So we've got that it was two spirits and how to handle that. We've got that it was meant for somebody else. Oh, blow. Hang on, I'm going to pause my recording and listen back to what I said and then start again. Okay, I'm back. Right, the other thing was signs and messages that perhaps you wanted or you felt like spirit were asking uh, your sitter to pass on to their neighbour. And I have to be honest here and say, I think that's unlikely. There are sometimes uh, spirits that come through with messages that they want passed on, like I've had children come through uh, to pass messages on to their parents when it's somebody else in the family that's there, that kind of thing. But in a one-on-one situation, uh, I don't think that has happened in my memory yet. And the problem is here is about staying true to your work and managing your sitter. So if your sitter's saying, well, that's not for me, is this a message for my friend? And then you start to doubt. And so the next piece of evidence you give sounds a bit like you're not sure. And then you're trying to get it back, but you've got that expression and that tone in your voice. And the sitter's there thinking, well, I don't think this makes sense to me, but they're not looking very hard because you have started to doubt your connection. So now your sitter is doubting your connection. So it's easier said than done, for sure. But sometimes you have to just keep that space and hold that space and say, well, no, it wouldn't be a message for your neighbour. You're the one that's booked here. You're the one that's with me. So let's work out what they're trying to say, because this is definitely for you. And that might help. The other thing with a name and um, the rose tattoo It could be that your sitter was having a conversation with her neighbour about her 
new rose tattoo and the person in the spirit world the grandfather was trying to show that he was there trying to show that he was around so it might just be slight misinterpretation of where that energy and information is coming from from the spirit world rather than you being completely wrong so there's so many different scenarios in this but it's about learning to be really strong in it which you can't do without having these experiences so just like I was saying in the podcast the other day you learn to be grateful believe it or not for these painful circumstances these painful situations because they show you what you're capable of and you get more skills and more understanding so next time that happens you will know that it is either is two spirits that you need to separate or it's one spirit and you just need to stay strong with it and it's one little blip that the sitter didn't understand but you know you can get it back or there's a slight misinterpretation of the information that's coming in and and where it's at. I hope that that helps Holly and I hope I've explained that well enough because it's such a big question but don't let it put you off, don't give up, keep on keeping on and it's all good building of your skills, building of your experience. Okay so Sarah has messaged me and she says Hi Hannah, I'm new to your podcast and I absolutely love it. Woo, great, good. I wanted to ask you about spirit and music and if there is a connection. I've been developing my mediumship for a while now and in the last year I've seen spirit in my mind's eye very clearly. I've sat in circle and seen people's relatives and described them. Anyway, the other night I was listening to a YouTube channel and on came some 1930s music. I found it relaxing, so carried on listening and fell asleep. I had a dream about this lady and in the dream she showed me her house and then for some reason I heard myself asking her how she died and she showed me she was killed. I saw the scar on her throat and everything. Anyway, the next day I saw her in my kitchen. She has a nice energy and I haven't seen her again since, but I was wondering if you think the music brought her in. If that, if that, yeah, sense, hang on, as she was from the 1930s era. Okay, sorry guys, I always, I always ruin your emails by reading them really badly. Never mind, eh? Uh, (laughs) So Sarah, absolutely. And this is exactly what I was talking about in the podcast where I was talking about valves. So essentially what Spirit have done is they've seen that you were listening to that music. So they've taken that opportunity while your valves were open because of that experience to come in and work in that space and give you an experience from that space. And it's really, really clever. They don't just do it with music. They will do it with so many things. Sometimes I'm watching TV. It's not spiritual. It's normally trashy. And there's a little moment or something that happens. And I say, oh my goodness, that's that's that and I go and do a reading and it's there it's present it's part of the reading sometimes my attention is drawn to something and call blimey would you believe it 
the spirit world will bring it through in a reading in three days time and it will sometimes be a story that someone tells me and it will sometimes be a piece of music and it will sometimes be something that happens in a film or something I read in a book and they will take these opportunities to expand and open your valves so absolutely I think this is connected to that and I love it I love that she came in showed you herself showed you herself when she was asleep came in the next day said hi I'm still here isn't this amazing and then has left you to get on with it because now you're open to it And there are so many ways that spirit can work with you in that way. And our job as mediums is to try to endeavour to open up as many valves as we can and keep as many valves as we can open. And there's so many ways that you can do that. And you don't have to be active with it unless you want to, but it's also about just trusting spirit to bring you what they need to trusting spirit that they will bring the information in to open the necessary valves that are needed to be evidential when I was at Arthur Finley College with uh, T-Stock in the summer he was telling a story about Janet Novahek I'm not sure if I pronounced her surname right but sadly she's moved into the spirit world very popular teacher in America And he was saying that once he was with her somewhere during the day and they went into a little shop and she picked up, I think in his story it was a bear, a small wooden carved bear. And she went, I need that for later. And she held it and she was doing her dem and she held it and held it and held it. And Tony just thought, well, that's weird. It was just in the palm of her hand. No one else knew it was there. And then she got to a link and she said to the person, and spirit asked me to give you this and there was a connection between that sitter and uh, tiny wooden bears and the person in the spirit world which is amazing we can all dream of being that incredible guys (laughs) one day maybe so yeah spirit music spirit experience spirit in stories spirit in in youtube videos netflix programs spirit in everything they are around all many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. All the time and so amazingly clever. Okay, let me just see if this one's got a question. Right. 
So Gecko has got a question. I didn't realise you did, but um, right. Let me see where this question starts. I was working with a young man whose father had passed away roughly 18 months before. The relationship between the two was very troubled, so much so that his passing was almost a blessing to my work colleague. As time progressed, my work colleague didn't offer a lot of information about his father and I never really asked too much as he was still sadly processing his childhood and I realised that the trauma around it wasn't up for discussion. So I never gave any of it much thought. However, I started to notice over a period of two months that every time I listened to the radio or music played randomly somewhere that a certain band would play. It got to the point where I was almost hearing it twice, three times a day. It held no relevance to me at all and I decided one day to share it with my work colleague. He became very quiet and said it was his dad's favourite band. even sent me a photo of his dad with the lead singers not long before his death. I was shocked by this and my colleague asked if I could feel his dad around. I felt unsure and told him as much. I also told whoever it was with us in spirit that I wasn't getting involved in family drama and to leave me alone. After this, the songs cut well back and every time I worked with my colleague, the band would play over the radio in the store without fail, but it would only play once on shift and we never acknowledged it to each other. It became an almost taboo subject. The reason I share this is because at the time I didn't really understand what was happening, but listening to your podcast has made me realise I was probably visited by spirit. But then the other part of me wondered if it was just residual energy I was picking up and working off. Any thoughts I would on this I would appreciate as it's played on my mind a lot. Okay. <sighs> so, uh, my dear, let me just see. Sally. Hello, Sally. I've scrolled down to see your real name. <laughs> um, good day, even, Sally. Um, right. Absolutely, I think this was spirit. And it's such an interesting thing working with spirit for spirit because I think this dad is probably trying to make some amends to your colleague. Um, because generally speaking, I find when the need comes from the sitter so the person that is still alive um, it is very much up to them when they choose to book a reading make that connection step into that place where they would have a experience with the spirit world and yet when there is a need from spirit and spirit know it's for everybody's highest good and everybody's best place they will show themselves in in the way that this gentleman has now I don't think this is about making you feel bad and I just want to make that clear you don't need to feel guilty you haven't missed a trick here I actually feel very strongly that you have done the bit that spirit needed you to do which was sharing it and now I think when that song plays when you're on shift it's a gentle reminder to your colleague that his dad is trying to make contact but not necessarily trying to make contact through you and it's so hard, isn't it? Because in life we have all sorts of stuff that hold us back from each other and hold us back from 
our relationships, things unsaid, things said too much, all sorts of stuff that can get in the way. But of course, in the spirit world, there is nothing but love. So my take on this is trying to make amends. And the spirit world are fine, but I'm guessing that that dad really wants to let his son know that he is sorry and that he is around and that he still loves him and the song is the perfect way to do that and it wouldn't surprise me if your colleague is hearing that song or that band play in a variety of places Um, and for now it's just enough that they know that they know that that's their dad and every time they hear it they go oh god that's my song again I think this is my dad and then it will um, when they are ready and they may never be ready but when they are ready they might take the leap into talking to you about it some more or booking a reading but I feel that your work is done you were the catalyst to just mention that song and have that reaction and that's okay And of course, within that, we all have free will and choice. I've done readings for people where their loved ones have stepped forward and stepped in and they've said, I don't want to hear from that person. I don't want to talk to that person. And you have to respect the sitter. There's it's always the sitter's choice. And you say to the spirit, I I know that you want to say sorry, but they're not ready to hear it. And that's okay. So it's finding that balance between the two. So I hope that that helps, Sally. And sorry I referred to you as Gecko all the way through. (laughs) You're very welcome. Okay, and one more for our delight today comes from Laura. Laura says, I have mediumship gifts and I'm very empathic. When I'm very relaxed, I hear people in my head saying things. Sometimes I just know what happened in a place, like a church I visited once was used as a battle hospital. I knew. More recently, for example, as I started to relax, I heard a woman frantically yelling to me, they chopped off my head, they chopped off my head. And the next night, someone saying, I can't find my daughter, I can't find my daughter, as if I could help her with that. They say these things to me like they know I can hear them and they want me to do something about it. I don't know what to do for them. I feel helpless. So now that my gift is growing, what do I do with this? By the way, I work in mental health. So maybe I'm supposed to use that skill with them. But I feel like they want me to help them in some way. For example, find their daughter or solve their murder or locate a body. I feel helpless. It's sad. Sometimes there's just an aroma that surrounds me. Sometimes there's a feeling of sweetness. That's usually when it's my own loved ones who've passed. I also have intense otherworldly dreams that are beyond what a dream is normally like. And I meet up with people who have passed. Once I did see something, I was at someone else's home. I saw shadow people everywhere. One was leaning on my shoulder. They weren't scary or evil feeling. They were just hanging out like it was a party. I found out that the home was originally built by students from the local college. They were still there. I've also been extremely fatigued lately. I think my energy is being drained somehow. I know I need to have a plan on what to do when I have these experiences. I wish I had a teacher or guide. I'm careful about people knowing because of my job and the stigma associated. I would appreciate any advice, suggestions, etc. Okay. I'm so sorry, Laura, that you have to go through this. And there's a lot going on in your email. So I'm going to try and reply to it bit by bit. 
Now, first of all, it's my belief and my understanding from the spirit world and every spirit that I've worked with so far that people that move into spirit are okay. They are complete. They are whole. They have that feeling of going home. They are in a space of complete, unconditional love. So they don't get stuck here because they've been murdered. They don't get stuck here because they can't find their daughter, that kind of thing. But what can happen is the energy that that person leaves behind can be experienced psychically and that's where I feel that you are really really strong you are psychically picking up on the energy of places spaces and you're feeling the echo that's been left by the spirit world by people by humans sorry not by the spirit world by humans as they have moved to the spirit world so First of all, I want you to release the pressure of needing to act. You can just be aware of it. You can just know that you're hearing that and experiencing that and that energy has attracted to you. Now, I think that you are a very strong empath, very strong psychically, and you're also a healer. And so it's not just about the uh, mental health you work in. It's also the fact that you are naturally a healer anyway. I'm not surprised that you're in a healing work. And so if you just lean into the spirit world and ask your guardian angel, you don't need to know their name, but just ask the angels or your spirit guides to help clear that energy, then hopefully you will experience it just leaving, going. Um, And you'll be amazed how easy and simple it is just to clear that energy and heal that energy in that space away. That said, I like the shadow people being in someone else's home. I know that it's disconcerting, but it sounds to me like you've got an amazing ability here. And the spirit world are around us all the time, not ever in a sense of distress, um, not ever really upset in my experience, uh, but more just around just with people uh, connected to the physical land and connected to the people that are still here that they love that they enjoyed watching over so sometimes you can just know that the students that built their home are just popping in to see what's happening in it I have the uh, Baptist preacher who lived in our house often pops in his wife often pops in and um, they don't talk to me I don't communicate with them but they're just having a look around and funnily enough because it's an old house I do also have people physical people coming to look back at this house it's that kind of house they all want to see I had a man knock on my front door once and tell me that he built the arbor in the back garden and he was very proud that it was still standing so just like in the physical world people want to see where they lived once and revisit people in the spirit world also want to do that now i'm not surprised that you're extremely fatigued because i think you are in that space where you've turned on and you're reaching all the time for the spirit world and you're reaching to see what you can feel and that is an exhausting place to be so my first 
request for you is that you turn it off for a bit. We need to get you back into control. So if you imagine yourself sat in a big lotus flower made of light, it's all your energy, it's huge, and you're right in the centre of it, I just want you to visualise folding up those petals slowly, slowly, slowly. And as you start to fold up those petals, I want you to say, I'm closing down my psychic abilities, I'm turning it off, I don't want to be feeling all this energy, I'm focusing on me, I'm dimming that light down and just visualise that light as the petals fold in, just dimming down. And do that as often as you need to because I think you're used to being open and powered up and working in this energetic stream all the time. And it will do you the world of good to disconnect from it for a bit. Because as I've said before, the spirit world do not want us to be turned on and tapped into the spirit world all the time. That is not a human life. That's a spirit life. So they're showing you here by the uh, fatigue that something is out of whack. So the best thing you can do is disconnect and when you become aware of something, just close off. And you, nope, I'm not getting involved in that. Um, imagine yourself in an uh, impenetrable bubble all around you that nothing can get into. And I'm in this space and it's quiet and it's clear. And it doesn't mean that you won't get this information. It doesn't mean that spirit are going to be offended. And it doesn't mean that your gifts aren't going to be there for you when you're ready but control for you is just so important so that you can live your life um so that's what i would suggest for now i hope that this helps just fold your energy back in switch it off um, do it however you want they're showing me flicking switches in your mind like you're at a fuse box or something and you're just turning them off 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 everything off i'm just me and then when you feel ready and you're not feeling tired anymore, then you can flick them back on one at a time and then flick them off again when you're done. And it is all about intention. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but it really does work um, in some way that you're constantly energetically reaching. And what we need you to do is just switch that off so you can be and you can enjoy your life. I hope you've all enjoyed today's podcast. As always, I'm going to ask you to please leave me a review. Please share it on social media. It really, really, really helps. Uh, you have no idea how much it helps. And uh, keep hitting me up with your questions because I love them. Podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk Hold up. What was that? 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.